Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. This podcast is sponsored by Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Now let's get it started. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. My name is Colton Cockrell. I'm a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with Share McKinley Group. And always, I have my lovely co-host with me over Zoom, the lovely Tricia Stetzel. Thank you, Colton. I'm really excited to be here. You know, I, I feel like I haven't seen you in at least a whole week. A whole week. <laughs> That's about right. I am stoked about our guest today. It's a little out of the ordinary, but we're going to have such a great time and we have so many great questions for Patrick Lyle. So Patrick, who currently serves as the worship pastor at Bay Area Church in League City, Texas, has been married to his wife, Lindsay, for six years and he's got two kiddos. Originally, he's from Mississippi. We won't hold that against you, Patrick. And he enjoys time with family traveling, being outdoors, and playing music. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here with you guys. Good to see you again. Colton, nice to meet you, Tricia. We're excited to have you, man. Uh, I'm really glad to have you on the show today. Um, So kind of a quick backstory. Patrick and I have been playing together for, what, two years, three years now? Um, I think it's actually been about four. So we, we actually came here <laughs> in uh, July of 2016. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's, it's we're, great. We're great to have you. We're really grateful to have you because this is a really unique episode, like Trisha said, because usually we're talking to business professionals. Now you're, you're a professional, um, but you're in a totally different field, a totally different category than the most people that we talk to. So it's really cool to have your perspective as we talk about multi-generational worship and things like that. So really, I'm going to get us started with questions here. And I got to ask this question because I, I can't imagine how many times you've got it asked to you. I get it asked to me. Just it's, it's hilarious. So tell me, Patrick, outside of Sundays and Wednesdays, worshiping and playing guitar and singing, what else do worship pastors actually do? <laughs> That's a that's a great question, uh, <laughs> Colton. I, I get that asked a lot, and and you know it's funny. Pe- people will ask all the time. You know, what what's more than what do you do other than just you know pick the songs that you sing on, on a Sunday or on a Wednesday? Um, and there's a lot that goes into that for sure. Um, but more than that, a couple things that that I do um, is uh, just first of all, I've, I've learned a lot just. Uh, leading our team recently. Um, so that includes uh, meetings, uh, review meetings. Um, so every uh, Monday and Tuesday, uh, we have several meetings that we do just as a staff and as a team, whether it's um, reviewing the, the past Sunday and saying, you know, what, what are things that we can, you know, improve on this week? What, what are some events that are coming up uh, that we need to, you know, make sure that we're on the same page about as we, as we plan um, and uh, other than that, um, Tuesdays are filled with, uh, several different meetings just as a staff. So we kind of look at more big picture things. Um, and then we have, uh, some other meetings that we kind of look ahead to the, the coming Sunday and we actually make sure that, um, we're on the same page with our, our lead pastor and talk about, you know, what, what, what direction he's headed with the message and kind of how we want to plan the service and the flow. And so then I'll, I'll take, take that and, 
just start, um, you know, praying about and just seeking the Lord on what, um, what he would have for us for the coming Sunday. And, um, so we'll just start, uh, planning the songs and just the different elements that go into the service. Um, other than that, um, uh, just time and personal preparation, which, um, is something that I, I have to really challenge myself to be intentional about is, is, uh, practicing myself, <laughs> getting better at my skill and my craft and, uh, but also spending time in personal worship throughout the week. Um, cause that's another thing and, uh, that we, we may even talk about later on in the, in the podcast that of how important it is that we worship throughout the week and not just for an hour on a Sunday as we sing songs. Um, and so for me as the, as the leader and as a shepherd of our team, you know, I, I hope to set the example and, and really take, take time to do that throughout the week. And, um, other than that, it's, you know, connecting with, our team connecting with our volunteers, uh, maybe grabbing coffee. I've, I know I've gotten lunch with Colton several times and we'll just go talk about life and, and kind of things that are going on in church and in his life and my life. And, uh, I think that's really important in just, you know, building relationships with not only our, our team and our staff, um, but also the people that are in our church too, as, uh, as I lead them in, uh, in worship. And so, and then there's all a ton of miscellaneous things that come up, just, you know, things that we need to fix or, you know, issues that come up that just need solving conversations that need to happen, um, emails and all the, all the little things that take up time in the day. So anyway, it's, it ends up being a full week. (laughs) I think we're uh, overdue on a lunch by the way, but (laughs) we are, we are, we need to plan that soon. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I think balance is important in all aspects, right? And it's balance with, your craft and it's balance with leading people and it's balance with your worship, right? And mm-hmm. taking the time to do all of the above and then some, and plus you have a family and, and kiddos. So right. talk to me about, it sounds like the leadership role is something that is fairly new to you. So what kinds of things have you learned about leading a staff and having a volunteer team that um, are of different ages? Sure. So um, I came, I came to Bay area church, uh, four years ago, like we talked about, um, and I came as the worship associate. So started for the first couple of years, just leading students. And, uh, I led our, our chapel team for the school. We have a Christian school that's part of our church and a huge ministry of our church. But, um, so I would lead the chapel band and do a lot of worship development for our team and, um, and then just uh, about six months ago or so, maybe over, maybe eight months or so, I don't know, um, moved into the worship pastor role for our church. And so I'm leading our team now um, and, and really taking the lead on all of our volunteers and development and all that. So uh, really, really one of the biggest things that I've, that I've learned is, is just to remind myself daily, just to simply be myself <laughs> um, and not to try to be somebody that I'm not, not to uh, try to, find my worth or my identity and uh, in success or, you know, in, uh, in my finances or in my performance on the platform or off the platform as a leader um, is just remind myself to, first of all, uh, find my identity and who I am in, in Christ. And, and I have to remind myself of that. That's, that's hard for us to forget. Um, we can get really focused on our job and trying to perform and, um, trying to lead well and do all the steps and read all the books and uh, do things the right way. Um, but all in all, I just have to remind myself to be myself and, and stay relational with people. 
uh, be empowering to our team. Uh, I want to want to make sure that I know our team, know our people, um, know the people that work with me um, and alongside me, uh, know the people that I'm leading um, off the platform, know them as people like like we kind of mentioned earlier, um, you know, Colton plays drums on our team. And so I want to make sure that I'm not just using Colton as, you know, X person to do X job for me and forget who he is as a person and, and what he does in life besides just playing drums for me. Uh, and I think that's so important and it really translates into, you know, when you do have to um, have hard conversations with employees or, or volunteers or team members uh, you have that relational, you know, equity and experience to be able to uh, go a little deeper than just, you know, kind of a, a boss employee relationship. Um, Could you yeah. imagine if all businesses ran like that? What he just said, if, if the boss was so focused on relationships with everyone, you know how much better businesses would be. Now I want you to kind of expand on that question. So tell me the difference that you see between leading millennials versus leading, you know, older people like, like I know we have some um, close to baby, boot, not baby boomers, but Gen mm -hmm. Xers on the, on the tech team, for example. Mm -hmm. like, hey, how Colton, you come on now. Be careful with your words. <laughs> how, do you, how do you manage that? Because it's two different. I mean, I'm imagining it's two different leadership styles. Yeah. So we, um, I, I, you just kind of have to tell yourself and remind yourself and understand that, you know, people of all ages bring a different set of skills and a different set of experiences that, you know, I don't have. So I'm, you know, it, it's in a way, you know, laying down, my 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 pride and kind of being humble enough to open up and receive uh feedback sometimes maybe it's that or maybe it's just input from somebody that's older than me that you know has been in a situation similar to maybe a situation that we're in or um or maybe it's you know somebody younger that i can you know take walk, walk alongside and and help help teach them in that moment um and so it's um yeah it's for me it's it's mostly just just being open to, uh, to knowing that, you know, young people bring fresh eyes, fresh experiences, uh, just a passion. And then, you know, older people can bring so much great experience and knowledge about things that may maybe I'm so unfamiliar with and maybe can see things that I don't see. So I'm, I try to always be, you know, open to asking for help and asking for feedback and just be open to that. I don't know all the answers and, um, I'm not necessarily perfect and, everything that I do. And so uh, surrounding myself with people that not only are younger than me that I can help lead, but also um, people that are older than me that can help bring uh, wisdom and mentorship to me in my life. Um, it means a lot, but also, you know, remaining, uh, keeping that respect in, in, in leadership uh, is really important as well. So. So Patrick, we've all been challenged with a lot of change over the last few months. And we've all had to learn to pivot and figure out a way to um, go alongside with the change. And as a leader, you're having to help people through the change as well. So first, I would like to know um, if you guys are back in person and if you are wonderful and if you're not, and how did you deal with not being in person during uh, the time of quarantine? So we are back in person. <laughs> yes, thankfully. That's awesome. It's been awesome just to be back, uh, see faces, 
masks and all, <laughs> worshiping together, singing together. And um, it was quite a challenge being, you know, all online. And we've learned so much the past couple of months that we've been uh, going through this. And um, we had um, we had an online uh, worship broadcast already kind of in place for our church. Um, and, you know, we've been really blessed and, and, and have had the opportunity uh, through our leadership of our church to be, to be able to be well-resourced and have the things, you know, that we need to do to be able to do ministry in, in effective ways and, and be open to change and trying new things. And, uh, and so we certainly, when all of this started, said one of the things that we need to really do well and, and, and value is just being agile through all of this because we're going to see so so many ups and downs and changes and new laws and protocols being put in place and that's going to really affect the church and, and, and what we do as we gather um, and so we've probably I mean we've changed our service time so many times we've changed how how many and what we do and and just the policies that have been in place uh, and it seems like it's just been so crazy but um, all in all, uh, despite the change, uh, we've, we've really uh, tried to keep the focus and the value on uh, keeping things pretty consistent in what we do and making, making, uh, making our services and how we uh, sing and the flow of those and the, the look of those and the experience be uh, consistent and, and fairly normal to what people are used to. That, that way people can have that, that weekly rhythm that they can really look forward to joining even if it's online or watching and and i know that it's a challenge uh singing and worshiping at home <laughs> uh, just throughout this have we've been even in services that are totally online and so um we'll go on a sunday and we'll uh, just kind of like what we're doing right now just press record and just start the service and people you know it's neat to think that people are on the other side singing along with you and and uh worshiping just right alongside you but i know it's a challenge being at home especially you know, families with kids and we're, we're, we're right there. So, you know, it, it's, it's very difficult. And um, so that's something that I've learned is, is having to, uh, to really help um, equip and just help lead people in, in, in worship and sing songs that people can really lean into and get behind. Um, maybe that looks like singing a little, a few more familiar songs. And that's one of the things that we've done throughout this is maybe sing a couple more familiar songs and, hymns that people can really get behind and say, Hey, no matter what we're going through in this time, uh, no matter how difficult the season might be, uh, we can sing these songs and we can proclaim these songs like how great thou art. Great is your faith. Great is thy faithfulness. Um, anyway, that's. So yeah. I want to, I want to add to that because you actually bring up a great question here. Cause this is, I'm curious. So hymns, right. Hymns are, hymns are great. Right. But I, mm -hmm. but also the modern, you know, I, contemporary Christian music is also really good, right? So what do you see in your perspective between, first tell me the type of worship that you see the younger generation enjoying versus the um, the more tenured generation, Trisha, I'll say it like that, the more tenured generation, and then how do you balance that? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. Um, we're... Uh, I'm first of all really thankful for 
for our church. And we're a multi, multi-generational congregation. That's one of the things that we really uh, value just as a, as a church is having people of all ages, all backgrounds coming together in the same room. Thankfully, we're able to do that again. Uh, singing together at the same time and uh, you know some different churches do different things and you know different scenarios work better in in different different areas and so but for us it's one of the things that we really really value and so um, really one thing that I I keep in mind for myself is um, just help people uh, keep the focus on 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 Jesus keep the focus on worshiping the Lord and not, it's really impossible to make everybody happy. It's one of the things that I've really learned. Um, you can't sing everybody's favorite song. You can't, you know, people come up with suggestions a lot and, um, you know, I'm really happy to take suggestions and feedback and, uh, and, and I seriously take those and pray about them and see, you know, we have a really, really, um, defined process that we go through as a, as a church with, with our lead pastor, as far as, song selection, making sure that, man, the songs that we sing, whether it's a, a hymn, you know, that's centuries old, or whether it's, you know, a song that was just released last week, and we're singing this, you know, we want to look through the, the words of the song and make sure that they're lining up with what we believe as a church and what the scriptures say. Um, we want to make sure that it's going to be a song that's, you know, easily singable that people can engage with and, and help sing about what we know to believe be true about God and help, help us minister to him and bless him and praise him. Um, so keeping the focus on that is helpful for me to know that our main goal is to, to, to worship God, to bless him and to minister him. And, um, and, and I think people have, people respond fairly well to that. Haven't thankfully, um, had too many challenges just with, with, uh, song selection and just different things like that. But, you know, uh, I'll, just by leading um, students on Wednesday nights. So that's, that was a huge part of my job before. And we've, you know, recently made some hires and adjustments. Um, and so we have another uh, person who's going to be taking over some of that, that um, some part of that role uh, this coming year. And so, but anyway, that was, that was part of my job in the past. And so it would, you know, really uh, try to, wouldn't, necessarily like try to pick songs that seemed youthy or uh just pick songs that were loud and high energy just be- just because it was younger people um i you know i've heard it even say like you know god is the, the same the holy spirit is the same and works the same uh no matter the people in the room no matter where you are and so um but yeah there are some really practical things that are different that you can take in um leading um younger younger generation versus older generation. Um, and I, I, I love hymns personally. Our, uh, our, uh, our people really lean into hymns really well. And it's just so powerful to hear the voices of, of old, the voices of young and all in between uh, singing the same song. So you sing a song like, you know, Great Is Thy Faithfulness uh, that, you know, older, older generation maybe has been singing for, for a long time. Uh, and they sing out and, and they've experienced things in their life where, Hey, and they sung this song uh, back when they went through X or whatever. And then you have the younger generation who really leans into it as well. Um, and they can sing that throughout their week. And so that's a big, that's a big just win for, for me to see, you know, people 
worshiping throughout the week and singing these songs, no matter the age, whether it's a student going into a classroom or, or you know, some somebody older who's maybe retired and they're still singing the song so faithfully and so passionately yeah. in their life. So, yeah. And let me, let me, because so this will be the last question and we're going to totally catch you off guard here. So I hope that you had this like on your mind already. Patrick, what is your favorite worship song right now that you're jamming out to? Man, there's so many good ones. Um, got to pick one. Oh my goodness. Um, I'll tell you. I, my I, would, I would have to say, <laughs> I think I could probably guess yours right now. Uh, <laughs> I would say for me, it's a song called This We Know. Um, we've been doing it a lot recently in our church. Um, and uh, it's it's just such a powerful song for all of life, but especially for this moment right now. Um, and it just, it simply talks about and proclaims what we know to be true about God and that he is our hope, that he's our strength, he's our refuge um and we 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 know and and we know that there's a lot of things that are unknown (laughs) in life especially that we've learned the past couple months Uh, there's so many unknowns and we don't know what the future holds but there are things that we know to be true in scripture about um who god is um, and about his promises and about the things that he says and about what he's done Um, and so singing songs that really help people get behind that um, and remind one another. That's, that's another thing that it's so great about gathering as a church is that, you know, we, uh, we teach and we encourage and, and uh, we sing together and we remind one another of, of the truth of what we believe. Cause you know, there are some people in the room that might have a hard time believing that that morning and that, or that night. And so I, I, that's my prayer every, every day, every, every week is that, you know, we, as we sing are, uh, are a church that reminds one another of what we know to be true about God. And that's what that song does. So it's been really powerful singing that. And I want you to just, I just want to hear what you think mine is. And then Trisha's going to close us out. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Gardens to graze. Trisha, close us out. <laughs> All right. So Patrick, uh, because our, our listeners can't see you, would you share what generation you are part of? Uh, I am a millennial generation. Okay. And that's okay. You know what? I'm actually the same age as Colton. So, okay. So Colton, I wanted to remind you that, uh, X Jenners or baby boomers or wherever you think that I lie is a life veteran. So how about that? A life veteran. That's Ooh, a to say. Very <laughs> well said. Old, I'll start calling you a life veteran. Oh my goodness. All right. So in closing, Patrick, would you please again say the name of the church and also uh, give us what your, um, the times that you're having services right now, just in case anybody's interested in attending. Sure. So uh, again, I'm at Bay Area Church in League City, Texas. Um, and currently we're doing our services on Sunday mornings at nine o'clock and 1030. Uh, they're both in person. They're both online. So you can uh, join us uh, either on our campus or you can join us on Facebook. We're live or also on YouTube online, but you can go to bayarea.church and you can get any information about that that you need. So, That's and amazing. just stay tuned, go online. Uh, we just because our service times are are that right now who knows we we've been being again agile and shifting things around so 
uh, we'd love for, for you to check us out online or, or join us in person. And if you do join us in person, come say hi to Patrick and I. That's right. Yes, that was awesome. Patrick, it was so great to meet you today. And thank you for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed the time. This concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Thanks again to our sponsor, Jim Butcher, a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Colton Cockrell with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offer through Next Financial Group, Inc., member FINRA, Pacific. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.